I need a real turntable. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara Success brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy, JC, Crown Cuts Academy, Bristol, and Craig's Crown Cuts, downtown Johnson City. Spreading love is the Tri-City way. You know what? What is it? The Appalachian? Appalachian. 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 Whatever they're going to call it now, way. But you know what? The only way is the Crown Cuts way. That's how we're doing it. Yes, sir. Yes, we got a special guest on today, but before I do, I'm going to introduce my co-host. Am I Fields? Am I your barber on Instagram? I'm going to start wearing a tie. What? There's two days, two two times in a row coming. <laughs> you got a tie on. I'm in here dressed as a plaid. Hey, it's your style. I just had a couple functions today. Uh, I'm just saying, I feel I feel like I can get some work in. I can get a tie on. <laughs> and our co-host, Mr. Jordan Barbar, he said he's stuck in traffic, so he's going to jump in any minute right now. But now I'm going to introduce my guest. Brother Wands, talk about yourself. Introduce yourself, Brother Wands, and tell them where you're from, who you with. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And uh, my name is Wands Zapool. I'm from Philadelphia. I've been a barber since high school, so I go back into the 80s. I started in, like, 89, graduated in 90, been a licensed barber since 91, got into education in 99, Started teaching on the road in 2008 and been out here ever since. Uh, on my own barbershop. I've had my own shop since 2004. And uh, it's just been a great journey, man. Barbering has has uh, not only afforded me a, a, you know, a, a great income, but uh, it's taken me on some, you know, world <laughs> travels, as you called me. I was no, in Brazil, you no know, you know, it's just been a, I, mean, I speak, I speak two languages. I speak Portuguese fluently and man, my life is just a dream. So I'm good, man. Barbara has delivered me. I'm, He's a I'm real good. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I like that shirt. Remember I got my iconic shirt. I, he only had like a, a large or something. I still got yeah. it. Yeah. Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got to get you the double X. We got to get know, you the double X. I know. I know. I, know. I, I see it. Like, I'm getting that. I'm snatching that up. It was dope. I told Craig makes some double X's. He, he made all X the larges and larges. Like, yeah, you got to take it to like the seamstress and get it, get it stretched out. <laughs> These ain't no shoes. You can just stretch them out now. Yeah, but you can though. Like they can put some seams in it and make put, it work. Put some extra cloth. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <This guy laughs> But I'm gonna talk about a little bit about how we met. So it's kind of funny how we met because we met like, and when we first met each other through our homies, mutual friend Thomas. Yes. It was like at this um, function, like next to the Empire State Building on like yes. the 75 floors, fifth yeah. floor or something. Yeah. That was crazy, you know, because we're sitting there in Manhattan and like you say, people don't think barbering will take you to these places. Exactly. But we had a function for barbering and. It's, you want to talk about that? Yeah, you know, it was about the uh, the IBS did an urban pavilion, but it's not an urban pavilion. They did a um, powerhouse pavilion, and it was based around a lot of the people of color in the industry, African Americans specifically, that contributed to the advancement of you know of our industry that doesn't get talked about. Everybody knows about Madam C.J. Walker, but. They don't know about, you know, lusters and some other um, people who have, you know, definitely changed the industry. The You know, the one lady that created the first weave, um, you know, the first sewing and all that. So it's, it's a lot. And uh, they basically had a party the night before to kind of bring everybody that was a part of the committee. Thomas was there. Uh, he was right. on the committee. I was on the committee, a few others. And to, you know, just celebrate us. Uh, African-Americans uh, that have been a part of the industry teaching-wise on an educational level that 
normally don't get recognized. So it was really great to bring us all together and for us to meet because we were doing panels together. And right. a lot of the panels that we didn't really get a chance to really discuss stuff. So meeting people, getting to know their personalities made everything go much smoother. And it was great. And they even sent me a, a, a gift basket at the end. And shows don't really do that at all. They don't really right. do much. And, and, and that field is changing. We can talk about that. But that was really great, man. And it was great seeing you there. Great for us to have time to sit and talk outside the show because, you know, when the show is going on, you it's really can't work. talk the way you want to. Right. Because you're trying to suck in so, so soak in so much. You're trying to find stuff that you're trying to find. So having that opportunity to sit and um and us talk and you know have some libation and a little bit of food, that was great. That's amazing. And that's what this podcast is about. It's called Barber College Success. But what we want to do, we want to inspire the barber that's coming up for them to do it the right way. Understand that it's so much more than just standing or sitting behind a chair because Sometimes it can get monotonous and get burnt out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it was important to just kind of sit and vibe. And we're doing a series now called Student Stories and Barber Stories. Okay. I think it's important for people to hear where barbers started, yeah. where they came from, yeah. and understand that all of us typically have the same journey. We go through the same thing. Pretty much. We struggle with the same thing when we were in school. Yes, we did. And a lot of times, most barbers, they don't realize it's a journey, it's a process. Yes. Because a lot of the new barbers right now, they want to get it right in school and be the maximize and be the best barber in school. And it's, mm -hmm. you can't shortcut that journey. You have to have those experiences to go to the barber show, to mm -hmm. network and meet different people. Yes. And be able to go to Brazil and talk about how you speak in a different language. Those things are important. Yes. 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 You know, um, I think even our gener even my generation wanted everything like yesterday, right? And life teaches you to be patient because the one thing life you say you want this, life will will keep asking you how much do you want it? How much do you want it? And you have to be able to fight through those tough times because doors are going to close on you, but you got to keep your resolve. You know, no matter what field you're going into, and especially this field. So, you know, you just have to keep your resolve. I was watching uh, Marlon Wayne's comedy special last night, and he talked about how Chris Rock kind of embarrassed him when he was doing stand-up, and it made him quit stand-up for 20 years. Mm. But he, he owned that that, was a, that wasn't a good move on his behalf. He kind of, um, you know, he, he just was scared, you know, and mm -hmm. he allowed someone else to run him off of what he's supposed to do instead of just get better. We called his brother, like, yo, Chris did this to me. He said, uh, his brother's like, man, because you probably wasn't good. You probably wasn't funny. <laughs> so, right. Instead of going back to the to the drawing board, he quit and just went to do something different. Now, of right. course, he's still successful, and he's now come back to do stand-up. But in this industry, you don't get to stop doing something when you're 20 and then come back when you're in your 40s. Oh, no. You really gain that same momentum, that same success, unless maybe you stop doing hair and then you're teaching or maybe you open up a salon and you're managing it right? or something like that. But you normally don't get uh, years off of doing hair and then getting back in and being and getting back hot. Like that doesn't happen. So, you know, what this has taught me is uh, is resolve. And I think one of the things I can impart on students right now, because they have cell phones so much. When I was, when you start your career off, no matter how good you are or good, how good you think you are, it's still a people relation. It's still a people game. You have to form relationships with people. You got to build. You got to build relationships, right? That's called building your book up. 
And so one of the things about building relationships, it takes time. And so why right now I see a lot of younger people just on their phone in the dead time. When I had dead time, I had to hand out cards to try to solicit people to come to me. And and if I didn't do that, I was sitting there watching other barbers much better than me cut hair, asking them questions. Why are you doing that? What's this about? A lot of times now, you know, they think they can just go to YouTube University and get it. Sometimes you just got to sit there and look at the person that's right there next to you that's doing the damn thing and just observe what they're doing. Not just observe their skills, but observe how they're handling their clients. Like it's we, We shortcut a lot out because we teach them how to be great cutters but horrible people. Like they don't know how to be, they don't <laughs> know how relationships. To be, they don't know. Yeah. And, and like, you might be the type of person I work with a dude, for example, and I hate to keep talking, but I, I work with what you're here for. I work with this dude named Will. He, his personality was hot and cold. Some mornings he come in, don't speak to nobody. Some mornings he come in, he cool. Right. Can't do that, and, and he wasn't a people person. Right. He, he really wasn't. So somebody, somebody at work was kind of offended. Like, man, boy, be at them. I was like, you just got to understand that's how he is. Some mornings he come in, he low bipolar. Some mornings he come in, he don't really say nothing, don't take it personal. It ain't personal against, it ain't, it's not personal to you. After you hear about a good hour, he'll warm up. But right. not everybody come in hot. Some people come in cold. And, you know, when you want to run an establishment or be in a bigger environment, you have to learn how to manage personalities. Even if you're not the manager, you have to learn how to manage people around you and, and, and know when to jump into some stuff, when not to jump in stuff. So, it's it's a wicked it's it's a wicked game. It's not that hard, but you have to be open to interacting with people. And if you try to close yourself off, yeah, you're not going to be that successful in this in this industry. That's you, important. I know you talked about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. You said when you started, there was no dead time for you. Nah, there was if you wasn't handing out cards, trying to solicit it or just build clientele, you was learning, watching from other barbers. Yes. What's where, where did you go to school? Do you remember have any memories besides that of school and when you were in school and what it was like? So I did not go to school. I went to a private teacher, and okay. so I learned just apprenticeship. Work. Yeah, I worked. I learned. I learned every day working with a private teacher, doing book work and working on the floor. So my my process was a little different, and I teach that way to this day. Um, I take on a couple of students at a time, but it's more hands on. It's more mm-hmm. right there in your face. You know, you have to do your book work, um, and so it's that was my process. I didn't go to a school. I didn't have. I didn't You know what's funny, um, Wands? Mm-hmm. Um, me, you, and Emma, we kind of followed the same path. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I feel like school is a nuanced thing. I feel like most barbers and cosmetologists did the apprenticeship style yep. before schools were readily available as they are right. now. Right. Now so, up here, up here, school's been popular, uh, but now up here, schools are kind of fading away because they took the accreditation from us. Mm-hmm. So, so from the eighties and the nineties, a lot of barbers didn't pay their tabs. So the state was like, "Well, that's not really a good product to invest in." So they pulled it. So now you got you have to go to like an Empire Beauty School. Right. Uh, there are some schools now that do barber schools that do take on students, but you have to work out a payment plan. So you can no right. longer apply to the state for a loan. You have to make out a payment plan with the and, school. And, and probably my thought process when I'm thinking there are a lot of barbers who were just getting the skill and not going to take the test. So the oh state was God. like, the state was like, yeah, we got to help combat this. If y'all going to trip like that, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Let me tell you something, bro. I, I did not <laughs> understand 
how you spend so much time working on taking, you know, working yourself up through school, learning, learning how to cut and get all the way to the point of the test and quit. Like yeah. I just don't, you have to finish the process, you yeah. know, and, and that's another part of this. If you don't learn how to finish things, you always start something. And then when it get a little tough, you quit. You can't get nowhere in life with that. You have to push through, you know, I know some people aren't good. To, I had a dude that I had a dude that only made it to eighth grade, mm-hmm. and he nailed the test the first couple of times he took it. Then right. I had people that graduated, you know, high school, who took it four times, failed, and quit. So right. it's really about your application. It's really not that hard. A lot of this, a lot of what we learned is written on it on an eighth grade uh, level. It is, you it know. Is. So you just do. People, guys, got to apply. Males and females, whoever is going to be in barber, because a lot of women are in barber now. Let me let me not exclude them. You got to apply yourself. I know the book work seems boring. I was more fascinated when I had the book in my hand. I was like, wow, I didn't know I was going to learn about physiology and different chemistry. Diseases. I was like, I didn't know barbering was this, in, you know, entailed. Yes. So Technology. I was more intrigued by the information than I was put off by it. But I can see how people, there was a guy online that was like, look, I can cut hair just as good as anyone else, as all these licensed barbers. So, like, why do I have to have a license? I cut just as good as them. And I responded to them. I said, look, my 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 daughter's teacher has a has a license. My doctor has a license. My dentist has a license. Everybody, my lawyer, my accountant, all a license. You wouldn't allow an unlicensed doctor to perform a surgery on you. So you have to look at barbering the same way you're looking at all these other professions. Put the way it, you carry that it, attitude put is in the high real. esteem. Man, you gotta have a high esteem about what we do. You know, like you're you're probably you can probably make more money than most people who have a four year college degree if you do it right. By far. And you like Craig says, those about, people. Right? Excuse me, sorry. No, ahead, like, like Craig says, those people limit themselves. Right. They, you know, you, you okay, you cut hair really well, and then you realize, man, I'm getting tired of cutting hair. I would yeah. like to do something else, but you can't do anything else because you set it. You set a, a ceiling on you. Exactly. And not only did you set a ceiling on yourself. If you never have a sense of accomplishment, like you started cutting hair, then you went to school, then you got your license. If you don't have a sense of accomplishment while you're cutting hair with no license, you don't really have a drive to do anything. Don't have hunger. Because whatever else you're going to do, if you want to get into real estate, you're going to have to go through some legal process. If you want right. to get into this, legal process. So, but people look at it like a hustle, like, like they on the corner. This ain't the corner. No. This is a legit <laughs> business. But if you don't have a mindset of accomplishment, You'll never get past being a basement barber is what I what I consider. <laughs> I call them renegades. Yeah, renegades. Yeah, that's what <laughs> but but the importance of that and you equating yourself and talking about I just came back from Brazil. I mean, that should just show the prestige of what our industry is. Yeah, I just came back from Manhattan right. doing a class in Manhattan on the panel. Right. That shows the esteem of what our industry is. That's and cool. a lot of times we try to shortcut it. Yes. And that's where a lot of people in this industry, they're not making the money that they should. Right. Because I think a lot of barbers don't make the money that they, sh- that they should. Right. Well, you only, you only work with people who are willing to pay you. You, you know, know what I, mean? I, I see all these guys going up in their prices, but they're not up in their tools. They're not up in their quality of service. They just think they should get paid more for the same thing they've been giving you. So up in like, their personality. Right. So they're like, they customer charge. service. Like Big Mac, $2, but they want to go up to $10 just because it's a Big Mac. But, you know, you didn't do anything more to it. You didn't put no special sauce on it, no pickles. You gave me nothing extra. Like, for me, 
as I grew in my clientele and I started going up in prices, I started going to hair shows, getting better products, getting better, you know, bringing stuff back. That's increasing my, my value to what I'm giving my clients. But people don't look at it like that. People look at it like what you giving me, period. And they cut you with cones with no teeth in it, you know, clippers with jacked up blades. I mean, they don't, they don't care. Like I'm totally professional. I love all my stuff being pristine. I'm not going to put a raggedy comb on somebody's head. I'm not going to have a raggedy brush. You know, all my stuff is clean. Like I'm a professional and that's what you learn um, going to school is how to be a professional. It's not just about how to cut hair. It's how to be a professional. And that's what it should be about. And let me give a, sh- a shout out to our coach. He just came and he was in some traffic. Jordan, you all right, man? Behind. Okay. That's all good. I mean, you, but we used to that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, my fault, you know, man. our listeners, it's been like three, two, three times. So, Jordan, you have to fault. explain to it the ain't listeners. It my fault this time. I'm sorry. Who, 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 who song is that? It ain't my fault. Did I do that? Is that <laughs> Silk, one of them dudes, right? Silk the Shock or somebody? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> this dude, right? You see what I'm saying? Them dudes, he just came out the womb, man. Well, nice to meet you, man. I'm, I'm Jordan, bro. Nice, nice to, meet to meet you, bro. Nice to meet you. <laughs> You're a barber, too? Yes, sir. Yeah, he's the co-host for our show, and we like we had to start the show without him. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. What What was the most difficult part of your journey, Wines? Man, the most difficult part of the journey is ignoring the naysayers. Mm. Is I had family, so when I was graduating high school in '90, I'm old head. Uh, Desert Storm was happening at that time, mm-hmm. and part of my family's like, "Yo, you need to go to college to avoid the draft." They're talking about drafting. And I had interest in college, but I was like, all right, I'll, I'll do college. I applied for college a little late, didn't get the didn't get the financial aid that I thought I was going to get. So I ended up the first year uh, with like 7000 in debt. So mm-hmm. now I'm telling my family, look, I'm 7000 in debt to go to school next year. I'm probably going to, I'm not going to get what I thought I was going to get. So it's going to probably be another seven grand. So unless y'all have 15000 to give me. I'm going to have to do something different. But they were just so hell-bent on go to school. And I was like, well, what else you want to do? I'm like, I'm going to cut hair. I started cutting hair as a high school. I, I like it. I'm not making no money, but I like it. I'm interested. And they were like, ah, oh, nah, you can't make no money cutting hair. It ain't a career. This, that, and they're like, all right. But my mom, I sat down with my mom one night at the dinner table. I remember vividly, you know what I mean? And I was so frustrated with everybody. And I was like, look, if, if people don't have 15 grand to give me, I ain't doing it. Like, now I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm hot, right? Yeah. But so my mom looked at me and said, look, whatever you want to do, as long as it's positive, I'll support it. And that's, that's, what, that's on, what counts. From that point on, it's just, yeah, I didn't care about what no one else said. And I'm here today, you know, you know, with the success that I had that I owe to her being a one person out of my whole family said, I got you. Right. Now my grandfathers didn't really. The men in the family don't really care because the men, the men in my family, some of them are military, and and they all men, right? And they men, men, old school men. So they don't say much. They just like you gonna figure it out. Men gotta make a way where there is none. So right. they were cool. They didn't say too much. But you know the women in my family who are in education, by the way. Right. So this is why they pushing me to education. My aunt, my <laughs> grandmother, my great aunt, they're all educators. So they all education, education, school, 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 school. So I say all that to say that now I get into the barbering and then what do I end up getting into? Education anyway. Because it's in my blood. So so now so now when I start having success, they'll be like, oh, we knew you was gonna make it. Yeah, all right, whatever. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want the women shooting in the gym? Nobody passed me no balls in the gym, right? But everybody knew I was going to make it. But uh, but in the end, getting into teaching and things like that, when I'm able to bring that back to them, I don't even, I'm not even mad at them. Because I'm like, sure. I'm still carrying the tradition of our family, I mean, which is, which is the kids, getting an education. Time, our family members, our friends, they want what's best for us. Yes. But we don't take the time to have a conversation with us. Yes. Or the individual to see what's best for them. What's making them happy? Absolutely. What, what, is, what, is, make, what is their why? Right. Because... Knowing you, the little bit I know about you, you're a happy dude like myself. Absolutely. I don't. I never had a bad day working in the shop. No, you probably never really. had a bad day. Right. So the key for us is, and how we push this, this formula on this podcast is let people know find your why. Find your why. Find your why. Understand what your why is, and have a conversation with kids. Right. Because you can't tell a kid go to school, go to school. What am I going to school for? Right. And is it going to make me happy? Right. And of course, we're not going to start a breaking a bank when we start a profession. Right. But with a little bit of loss, a little bit of uh, 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 right. we'll get there. Right. Because it will show in our work. Right. Right. So I think, you know, for us as African-Americans, what happened was coming through all that we've gone through, my parents' generation, which is the boomers, mm-hmm. it was all about going to school. You know, it's the whole, them integrating into, you know, into white society. And so, it was all education, education, education. And I think what the the crossroads, Generation X, the, that crossroad, <laughs> we started finding other ways to have the same success financially other than going to school. So you could right. work at your utility company and get plenty of overtime, make six figures if you want, make upwards of 80,000, right? And what you could do, cutting hair, hairstyling, um, so many different you know avenues. We started apparels and things like that. So I think our generation started the you don't really have to go to college movement. And I think the younger generations now are all about that, doing what makes them feel happy and doing them. However, I would just impart on them, just got to have a plan. Yes. You just got to have a plan. You just got to have a plan. And you got to have some some stick-to-itiveness to to the plan. And just know that what um, one of my my favorite rappers, uh, Fabulous, said in one song, he said, "My, my plan B is to make my plan A work. Okay. okay. Sure. <laughs> this is where your mindset got to be. Like yeah. you have to know what you're trying to do, make a plan, and just know that tough times going to come. It's never a smooth road. Just because we're smiling, right, and we never had a bad day, doesn't mean it wasn't tough, right? You know what I mean, we had some tough days. We smiled through it, but you're going to have some challenges. But just don't give up when you get that first sucker punch. You got to take right, that w. punch and figure, you know, readjust keep and, and keep got pivot. Well, in early African-American history, right after slavery, of course, they had to create education, but they, they had to teach teachers first. Yes. That's the first thing they had to do. Right. So what's happened was, of course, education was important because we weren't afforded any kind of education right. when it comes to reading, writing, mm-hmm. any of that. And then uh, now that people became educated, now it's like, okay, what do we now? We need tradesmen. So people like yourself, Craig, Micah, I really like listening to y'all, especially because y'all were doing it before it was hot. Right. You know, right now it's hot. Right. So like y'all were the first series we had to teach the teachers the teachers had to learn first so y'all was doing it before tiktok before instagram and now the education time comes now people get to enjoy all this education that y'all have learned through the trials and tribulations of your career Mm -hmm. and 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 spread it willingly now which is a beautiful thing and i love to sit here and listen to people just a conversation of you two because you know 
back then, especially in, in the early 90s when you say you became a barber, yeah. I'm sure there was a lot of pushback for that. Like you said, there was pushback. And But now when people say, I'm going to be a barber, it's like, oh, I can show you these videos of barbers right. doing great things. Right. I mean, right. for me, it was just loving something. Right. Having a love for something that I could just go home and say that I had a great day today. It wasn't, I, I didn't go into the industry wanting to make a million dollars. I was just like loving something, having my canvas in front of me. Yeah. And every 30 minutes it just lays and I'm building relationships along the way, meeting some great friends, meeting some great people. Yes. And then eventually through the relationships, the money's starting to come. Yes. But loving what I did first, I loved what I loved. I remember the first day I opened my shop, I loved what I did. Yes. And I know Jordan is the youngest one on the set. When you hear us talk, Jordan, what, what goes to your mind? What, what what do you think about? The all the all's experiences. Cause I mean, I've always been cutting it for two years, but I've I've experienced a lot, but I feel like I'm still missing out on a lot of things. But that's that's what I'm saying. You've been y'all been cutting for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So I but mean, but don't look at it as missing out. It's just you can't shortcut a year cutting. Yeah. You can't shortcut two years cutting. Right. You can't shortcut five years. Right. You can't shortcut eight. Right. You can't shortcut 10. You can't shortcut 15 or even 20. All those experiences that's going to build up to make you say like, man, this is a journey. I, I heard this guy say yesterday, right? He's a pediatric nurse in New York. He said, you have to be, you have to practice for 10 years to be a pediatric nurse, mm -hmm. 10 years. But here are some people now who come out of some trades or even college and want to be the best they want to be in three months mm -hmm. and get frustrated. And then their insecurity comes out and blame someone in the classroom, blame the teacher, say, I I'm not learning. Right. I didn't grasp it. It takes time to build. Right. And it's I think Barbara's going to be better off because right now we're having a wave we're having a well-needed, we needed this wave mm -hmm. of barbers to come in because there's been a, a severe lack of them. People have been mm -hmm. overworked. But thankfully, the barber industry itself is almost like a sift. You know how they would look for gold? They they mm -hmm. pick the gold up and they out the river and they'd shake it and right. find gold. So yeah. what's what's happening is, yeah, we got a lot of people coming and some people are intimidated by that. But that barber industry is going to sift them people out because mm -hmm. it's not easy. This yeah. is not something that you can just do. It takes work. And and the people that want to come in and just see the Instagram, I make my own schedule, I make money, I get prestige. Those people are going to get sifted out. Right. Yeah. And it's right. just going to be the real ones left. And, and see, and this is where education takes place. Oh, I got so much on what y'all just said. <laughs> well, that's what you're here for all, all these barbers jumping in right and so we talk about education and so one of the things i love about my clientele is i'm only where i'm at because people have pushed me to this point they've seen something in me and be like hey man try this out yo you might want to think about doing this you might want to get your own business, think about it like this, look into this mm -hmm. format, right? So I'm a product of my clients as well, and I'm a part of them as well, right? And so with these barbers are just jumping in, oh, I'm charging 60, I'm charging 100. I'm like, okay, when this economy slows down, <laughs> when this economy slows down, because it's all cyclical, when right. it slows down, all those guys that's charging all that will be looking for regular jobs. So that shift that you're saying, that shifting mm -hmm. that gold out, See this gold over here? Iconic. We, 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 we still going to here. We, we, got gold we, shirt. we know the cycles, right? And so right. we just wait for it. So all those that want to run fast, you can run fast. But when them hard times hit, you stumble, you fall, you don't get up. The ones that know they're Pace. running that race, that tortoise is running that race, Pace. slow and steady, 
we're going to survive them because we see it coming. We see it coming. We make our adjustments early. So when the tough times come, we just rolling through it. But all those that spent out, spent all that pandemic money, spent thousands and thousands and thousands during the pandemic and didn't save mm-hmm. no money. Yeah. Then by, let's see by the end of 2023, 24, where you at? Right. It's important because I was just getting ready to ask that question. What are some of the biggest lessons that you have learned? But it kind of, what we just talked about is some of the lessons that yeah. we are learning. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to pace yourself. You got to pace yourself. You have to pace yourself. Because if you don't, one, if you get to where you want so fast, then you're like, what's next? Right. And what was next, you didn't see because you ran so fast to get to that one point. So That's now you funny. get there and you're like, I don't know what to do. And and now you done did so much stuff that the money you're making doesn't even really equate to the responsibility you might have. You jumped in fast. You got your car. You got your apartment. Then bought all this stuff. And you got all these commitments to money. Then when the economy slow down, you ain't making the same money no more. So, you know, those are those lessons, you know, and, and you don't listen. To, and if you don't listen to the older people tell you, they're not really trying to hate. They're just trying to give you some game that you really can't see. And I think right. as we gotten older, because I'm 50 now, if someone someone tell me some stuff, I, I'm listening. It's not always sure. It can be constructive criticism. And just know that not everybody has a Barack Obama way of saying things to you. Some yeah. people don't know how not to say things to you aggressively or say things to you by being nice. They just they just going to say it. Yeah. But don't take it as like, man, he really hating on me. No, he might just not know how to tell you nicely that there's a there's, there's a brick, you know, that light at the end of the tunnel is a train. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It ain't the light you think that. it is. It's a train. Yep. That's big. How have you grown and changed since you began your career? Oh, man. Uh, you know, first of all, grow, growing up, uh, working in a barber shop since I was seven, 16 years old, you grow up as a man. You know, I grew in a barber shop. I was around men. I was raised by men. I worked around men. And the brotherhood is a is a great thing, man. And even I worked in some shops that had unisex, that we had ladies working with us. <clears throat> But being in an all-male environment, man, and growing with men, you learn to me, number one, uh, I learned how to be straightforward in all my life. I really try not to, you know, you you learn how to be... uh, Direct. You learn how to be direct. You learn how to have your word as your bond. Um, You learn um, your boundaries when when you, who you talking to, (laughs) you know, because you got different people that come in, people different from people walks of life. You just can't always pop off on some nah. people the way you want to, right? Yeah, um, sure. And so you just learn a lot of lessons of being a man working around other men. And then you get around some other stuff that you hear that takes place in uh, other people's workplace when they work with women, a lot of cattiness going on, you know, got caught up banging a co-worker, da, da. you work in an all-male environment, we just, we just do what we do. And after work, we do what we do. But you don't get caught up with the girl here and trying to talk to her, but that's such and such good man. It's too much. It almost you kind of equated almost like working on the pH scale from acidic to alkaline. Yes, and everything in between. Everything in between. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, and, and that's important because one of the key things I learned in a barbershop is you have to have the tough conversation. Definitely. And, and sometimes being around men, you you need that. You know what I mean? Because yes. you, you can't. Run from it because that barber's gonna be right there with you. Yeah. So hey, man, can you um, stop buying my tools all the time? Because when you use my tools, you saving yours. You know what I mean? So. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> my god! That's that part there. Stop yeah. using my stuff, bro. 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Tough, you yeah, you got that, that's the tough conversation. And sometimes it might take a barber a long time to really equate himself or orate himself towards another barber. But yes. if you don't, you're going to lose. So you yes. learn how to have those tough conversations. That's yes. important you point that out. You learn all sides of boundaries. the spectrum. From acidic to alkaline to the middle, to right. neutral. You know what I mean? You, you, like, know, you know it's bad when you're coming to work and you're looking for something. You're like, <laughs> I'm going to go right over to Steve's station. I know he got my stuff. You, don't want, he, you know who got it. Yeah. <laughs> he borrowed every time. He never have blades for his straight Right. Room. You know what I'm saying? I know who got it. <laughs> like, Yo, you buy yourself a box, buy me a box. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's crazy, right? But that's a fun part of the lessons that we learn it is because a lot of um barbers sometimes uh go are raised by single parents yes so sometimes you are raised in the shop by another barber who's older than you yes and give you game yes the man lessons you need the man lessons yeah, you need those important. man lessons that's big that's big uh so the education you said you started education in 08 now in in my mind what I've experienced in education has been conferences or hair shows. What was the education circuit like back in 08? What was that like? So let me, let me say this. So I started education in 99 in the barbershop, just teaching guys in the shop. Like I did apprentice wise. Uh -huh. uh, I was going to hair shows in like the early nineties, which I was like, mm. Mm. and I was doing some platform work, but I was like, eh, same really for us. This is all cosmetologists. So I stopped going to the trade shows. Uh, and then in 2007, my friend Nori West, who runs Major League Barbers, came to me and was like, yo, man, and we worked together, too. He taught me a lot of stuff. But uh, he came to me and was like, yo, man, you got to come out to the hair shows. I'm like, hair shows ain't for us. He like, they changing. They open it up for barbers. Mm -hmm. He's like, come to New York. So I went to New York. And I was like, wow, it's popping. You know, the trade show's popping. New York is New York. And uh, I went to one of the classes. So I'm sitting in the class and I'm watching my partner, who I'm, who my partner is right now, Craig, in the class. Craig is, yeah. Craig, Craig is dope. I'm going to get him on the podcast too. So. Yeah, Craig's my guy. Oh, y'all yeah. will love Craig. Yeah, Craig is cool. I, yeah. I like bumping heads. I like yes, just not, but knock, knocking knuckles with Craig. That's yes, my sir. guy. Yes, sir. He's got that personality. Yes. And uh, watching him teach and watching him at the booth. So I, I leaned into my man, my man, Noah. I said, damn, so you're just teaching everybody everything that we do in Philly on a regular basis with the hair. With the, with the <laughs> I, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. You teach fade and how to put the dye in. They're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll come out and do this with y'all. You know, we're, we're for it. there was no check involved. Yeah. But I could come out and I knew at worst I could learn some game. And that's so, important. Talk about the not, not getting the check. And that's one on. thing that Craig, talks about a lot. And that's yeah. one thing that's helped me in my career and that barbers don't understand nowadays. Right. It's like, there's been a lot of investments. I know on, on your part, yes. Craig's part, my part, like it, just as podcasts in general, we, we don't get any monetary right. you know, money from this, but right. we do it because we love it. Yeah. And that gets you so much farther in life Absolutely. than just doing something for a check. So if you right. talk about that. Yeah, you know, what happens is people will come and say, like people come to me like, yo man, I love the joint education team, how much you pay? I don't really pay anything. I mean, it does pay us something now that we built right. that. Yeah. But you just don't come and get in a check. And I, I think people look at us like they will look at Andes and look at walls. Like, we're not. We're independent people. So we have to build up what we are doing. Yes. So when I came out with my boys, I realized, like, okay, they don't, they don't have money to pay me to fly, pay me to stay places, things of that nature, or pay me a stipend every day. But what am I going to the show for? One to do education, two, to learn some more education, and three, 
business to opportunities to build, to build. So my my pay is what I'm gaining from the show. But I watch so many people. The majority of people always, man, they didn't give me no money. Man, they didn't pay me for this. Man, I worked for them for years. But you didn't build no relationships because once we decided, once Craig and I decided to do our kind of barber and step away from Major League Barber, because they were focusing more on just doing um, barber battles and we wanted to do more education, when we decided to split off, Craig had a card from a lady that was in the class in Las Vegas that I remember. He gave me the card, a call that she's an agent. Then we got put on. But those are the opportunities that you have to seek out yes. while you're out there and say, you know what? I mean, this, you know, I may not need you right now, but in the future, Eventually. I might need this. And those are the things that move you forward. But if you're always looking at what someone don't give you, you can never see the opportunities that lay right in front of you. You have great opportunities in front of you, but you won't see it because you're so focused on what you didn't get. Right now. You know? What can you do for me right now? What can you do for me right now? And it's and, and someone can give you a couple of dollars and pacify you. There's plenty of educators. And that not, work even, for not even call you back again. That are being pacified by making $300 for the day, but they're working from 9 o'clock to, to 6 o'clock. Yeah. You know, they're telling <laughs> you where you're going to go. You know what I'm saying? And by the way, they don't pay you before you get to the show. They give you money on the back end. Right. So me as a as a as an independent educator, I work maybe four hours a day. Maybe, you know, we're doing our classes for an hour and a half, maybe a hands-on class for three, and I'm done. I remember working for Major League Barber. We were working from eight o'clock to six o'clock. You know, help setting up the tables and talking to people. And if I'm not behind a the booth, then I'm up in the class teaching. It was an all-day thing. It was know? a grind. So now and that but, was the relationship, but the relationship with that built to get to that point. Yes. Yeah. But that's the work you got to put in for free yes. to get the back, you know, having our own company, doing our own education. You know, that's that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's major. That's big right there. Mm-hmm. You got to have a bigger vision for yourself. You got to. You, you, you just can't see the hair now because most right. people want the low hanging fruit. Right. Most people want the fruit that's right in front of them, right. not realizing the fruit with the most antioxidant right. and the fruit with the sweetest fruit is on the top because they get the most sun. Absolutely. And that's where even the fruit's in the top of the mountains. That's where they get the... But nobody wants to hike up the mountain to get the, exactly. the nutrition. Yeah. Everybody just want it on the bottom. And I imagine these things is like an antenna. Like, you know, like the barber cause success or, or like you going to do education, that's your antenna, yeah. right? You might not you might not get a signal in, right. but you can put a signal out. You can, put a you signal can reach out, out. Yeah. And, and, you, and you can reach people. And that and that's that's really what it's about. It's about getting your antenna out there and building your brand. Yeah. And people in this world, not just barbers, barbers included, but people expect somebody to walk up with them and hand them a winning lottery ticket. They do. They if really you don't, do. you and, and I learned early on, you got to go get your ticket. I'm, I'm going to make my ticket. You got to make your ticket. Yes. Yeah. Jordan, you over there quiet. Are you over there soaking in? You came in late. What's he think about a ticket he almost got. I'm listening to the game that y'all speaking, man. Y'all speaking a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of things I actually been wanting to hear recently. So yeah. Just been taking it all in. Everybody loves Jordan. Every time I hear people talk about the podcast, I mean, man, I love Jordan. Jordan. Because <laughs> he's sitting in the back. Just yeah, he's just humble. Yeah. I'm just I'm just here for the free game. Investing. So, <laughs> it's, it's good that you that you are open to listening to it because you're going to take that and when a situation comes up, you're going to be like, you know what? Oh, I know how to move this way. I know how to move that way. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're sitting there like most people sit there, be on their phone or be distracted, they're not listening. Then when these situations come up, they don't know how to react. Then you'll come back like, yo, man, what, what, what should I have done? Like, yo, we told you what you should have done. You should have been sure. What is your advice for people getting into this industry now, like students or people going to an apprenticeship? What's I tell them it's the, 
it's a three to five year window. It's a three to five year window. If you don't have patience for three to five years to to get your to get educated, to get your skills up, and to build your clientele, don't get in it. Three to five years. And my son is twenty nine. He's been cutting hair. Let's start out cutting my hair. I show him little stuff since he was eleven years old. Wow. In his early years ago, he was like, man, you know, dad, you know, I'm traveling on the road. <clears throat> and he was, you know, I'm watching. He's like, man, I ain't cutting no hair. You know, uh, he on his phone, though. You it's know, I'm the much, I think I'm going to get a regular job. I'm like, just hang in there. Hang in there a little bit more, a little bit more. Because he graduated high school. And this is about two years after high school. And I'm like, hang in there. He's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, if you get a job. You're going to start splitting this thing, and then you're not going to be fully in being a barber. You'll start being a part-time barber, and then, you know, you're not going to make it. You know, eventually, you'll just be working a regular job, but that's what you want to do. And he's like, ah, oh, you know, I don't know. Then one, one year, I was in L.A. at a show, and he called me. He was like, it clicked, Dad. <laughs> he was like, I got it now. He's like, yep. I'm rolling. I'm steady. I'm good now. And it was good to hear because he was on that fence. Right. He's going to quit. And I tell him, look, it's a three-year window mm-hmm. outside of school. You got to grind, but there's going to be a lot of times you're going to sit there and do nothing. You're watching somebody else cut hair. And that's a tough thing to watch other people make money. You're not. But you got to stay focused and know that you got to keep working your game, work on your skills, work on advertising yourself. And one day it's going to come, but you got to be patient. And life is waiting on you to see if it's going to break. You know, when life see, ah, we ain't breaking. Okay, go ahead and give it to him. Yeah, that is the ticket. You know what I mean? But you don't get the ticket before you have to go through the through the pain of sitting and building. Some people are great at being barbers early or artists early, right? Like mm-hmm. though you have girls who are great in high school doing hair. So they can hit the ground running. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But there's not everybody has the skills early to just amass a great clientele before they actually, you know, um go through school get all the, the requisite skills. Some people are just naturally gifted that way. you know. And that's I, it. And, and and like you said, some people are naturally gifted. Naturally gifted. gifted, gifted that yeah. Because a lot of students go to school and they compare themselves yeah, no, off do the that. rip. Yeah, and you, you compare yourself to someone who's naturally gifted right. or whose father was a barber who's been showing them right. the ropes a long time. Right. That doesn't mean you're not going to get it. it right. right. <laughs> and right. you go there and you, and you have a terrible experience in school. You make other people experience terrible because... You're thinking, you're crippling yourself thinking that I am not going to get this. Right. I can't be good. Right. And I'm like, yo, take your time. Relax. Exactly. It's a process. Yeah. You're two weeks in school. You're a month in school. You're three right. months in school. You need repetition. You're six months in school. You need repetition. It has, in school, it's good that it's not so busy at times because right. it slows down for you. Right. Take your time and work on that haircut. Right. Because, you know, the, 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 the beginning of, we're going to take you back to the beginning as you asked. <clears throat> the beginning is you're like, I like cutting hair. I uh, got the clippers. Uh, I'm learning how to do this. I, I kind of got that together. Uh, okay, I'm going to do this. Uh, next is this. But when you get good and you had a repetition, I already know when you sit down, I look at your hair texture. What do you want? I already know how to attack this. Okay, I'm going to do it with this clipper, that clipper, that. I'm not guessing. When you first start cutting hair, you're guessing your way through the cut. Once you've done it enough time, you automatically go and know it. Boom, 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 boom. You, right? you got a blueprint. Yeah, you got you a got blueprint. A but, but like you said, two months in, people want to be, they want to have the rep- enough repetition where they can just jump in. You can't. You don't You don't know. There's so many different hair textures and, and head shapes 
and people dealing with different issues in the hair, you really have to be in this for at least three to five years before you can really have enough repetition where you can just rock out on anything, you know? And like most you people said, can only cut on their ethnicity's hair. A lot right. of people can't cross cut. You have to learn texture. Got to learn texture. You have to learn density. You have yes. to learn porosity. All yes. those things are important for you All to learn for you to get to the next level. Yes. Because a lot of people just thinking and they just focus on the YouTube. I like YouTube, but I don't like it. Yes. I like it, but I don't like it because yes. it kind of cripples again people are thinking that that's all there is. Right. Yeah. You have to just give a boss fade. And all you being is just a cut at the time. Right. Right. <laughs> and there's and there's something that you said too that resonates with me because I remember the moment when I was like, it was like a moment of enlightenment where it was like, I think I got this now. Right. It's like, and I think every barber has that moment eventually yeah. where it just it starts making sense. It does. Like you just you just wake up one day and you go to work and it's like, yeah, this is it. Yeah. Like, and, and I think every barber has to reach that point. And some people don't make it to that point. They give up before they get there. A lot of people don't. A lot of but people. I remember, I specifically remember when it was like, a, it was like around this time, like March or April or something. And I was in the shop and it was just like, yeah, like this is it. I remember, like, I, 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 I mean, seriously, like that's how it I clicks. felt. I was like, I got anything that walks in here today, I got it, you know, like. And you know, and you, and you just feel it, right? It's that yeah. if you feel it. And a lot of it is, my skills is on point, but my people's skills is on point too. Because right. now people come to you, like if everybody's equal in skills, people want to go to the person that resonates with them the most. By far. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? It ain't your swag. It's, mm -hmm. it's like me, I care about people. So yep. if you tell me something about your son, next time you come in, it's just automatically, how your son doing? Is he good? Is he Did, yes. did, did he recover? Like it's a people thing. So when, you, when it all come together, you really see, you, you just feel it like, man, I got it. And that's when people come in, got you, boom, you cutting them, you talking to them, it's all good. You can't cut in silence. Nah. Then you don't make a connection with the person. That means that person can go to Craig, Wines, Joe, Harry, you, you, Anybody. you know what I'm saying? So like, you gotta personalize yourself. And when it all come together, you feel it, you, your confidence goes out the roof, right? Yep, yep. And then you, you good, you good. You don't feel insecure like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Do I need to look at another job in the future? Like, if I'm right. good right here and I'm confident right now, it can it only get better. Yep. Shout out to Fee Spot for ranking us the top 25 podcasts in the world, mm -hmm. top 25 podcasts in the country. Am I? What, nice. Where are we at again? We're in the US, UK, Canada, nice. um, Australia, Australia Iceland. Nice. Iceland, Ireland. I also looked up the other day. I looked at Feed Spot and I looked up Barber Podcast. We're number two. Oh, that's big. Oh, we are number two. Madagascar. We are Madagascar. We are Madagascar. Wow. So I, I looked it up I, and I, I looked at the podcast the other day just to see where we had on Feedspot. So in Barber Podcasts, according to their rankings, we're uh -huh. the second Barber Podcast on their rankings. Oh, that's big. That's, that's big. That's big. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's yeah, that's what I'm talking It's because of people like you coming on, taking your time out, yeah, coming on the show. We really appreciate you having us. Absolutely. Well, the key is to, to enhance the industry. I got I got one one for you, and then I'm gonna jump into something else. Okay. What is the most surprising thing that you have experienced? Oh, the most surprising thing I've experienced in the industry. Well, just cut cutting hair in the industry. The most surprising thing. Uh, if I'm surprised about anything, it's uh, it probably. It probably probably would be people's behavior. Um, you know, just learning how to deal with them personalities is 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 different. Because 
you know, when you first start cutting, you just focus on cutting hair. You don't think about right. people. And then you got some real nutty people. <laughs> <laughs> got some, I worked with some real nutty people. I've cut and I cut a few nutty people. And it's how you deal with people uh, when they're off. Because the pandemic has really exacerbated a lot of people's um, extreme personality traits. Right. So people are now no longer keeping the crazy in a little bit. They're coming in with it, you know, off the rip. So I think what surprised me the most is just how people are and how you have to try to keep that level. You have to keep that that level personality to deal with people that's on that roller coaster. They're like this, but you got to always be here in the middle. You can't yes. never go up and down with them because that's a volatile situation. So if you're in management, you absolutely have to have this kind of personality. You gotta sure. eat some stuff up. You gotta have to give some stuff out, but you gotta know when to and when not to, you know. So I, for to me, I would say people personalities, and for sure, since the pandemic, it's been crazy. Right. It's, it's off the rockers. It's off um, the rockers. <laughs> do, do you watch? Do you watch? Do you listen to Earn Your Leisure? Who? Earn Your Leisure. Nah, not really. Oh, check them out. So um, I saw something on Earn Your Leisure yesterday. Shout out to those brothers up in New York. Um, five jobs that artificial intelligence will soon replace. Mm. Five jobs. And I want your, your feedback on this. The five jobs that artificial, artificial intelligence will soon replace. Customer service representatives, mm -hmm. computer coders, taxi and truck drivers, medical assistants, and cashier. Yeah. The five jobs that artificial intelligence will not replace. Mm -hmm. Athletes, barbers, mm -hmm. chefs, Public speaker and religious ministers. Yep, I agree. I agree with so, that. So we safe. So we safe. You know what I'm mean? saying? <laughs> <laughs> we safe. We're the, we're the safe. They can't take us nowhere, bro. We here to stay. This job being here at the beginning of time. Yeah. yeah. And, a, and a lot of the things that, that you mentioned on the list that are safe have to deal with human interaction. Yes. So, like, you, you don't need a cashier to purchase anything. No. Like, my mother said to me one day, so, like, you know, all gas stations used to have a, an attendant that pumped the gas for you. But yeah. they came out with the machines to the point where you could pay for your gas inside, pump it yourself. So it eliminated jobs. And my mom always makes it a point when she goes to the supermarket to go to a cashier. She's like, because that's someone's job. I'll right. go to the speed checkout. She'd be like, no. Uh, me too. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> right? right? But my mom was like, no, nah, I'm going to go to a cashier because that's keeping someone's job. The speed like, checkout makes me uncomfortable too. They always watch me like I'm stealing. Like, <laughs> like y'all, y'all don't think if y'all think I'm stealing, why y'all put this here? Yeah, I'm just trying to get my groceries. And get out. Crazy, ain't it? <laughs> and I'm watching a brother today talk about how Amazon has a technology where you can go into some stores and just pick stuff up and walk out, and it'll automatically charge you. You don't have to worry about nothing. A, a lot of airports That's have crazy. that. A lot of airports have that. A lot of airports have all over. So once you do, you just tap your credit card yep. in the front, and you go through the store, pick it up. And once you come back out, it just that's fire. Yeah, that's dope. Yep. But think about this though: um, the that's artificial intelligence. Project. What were you in New York for? Yes, with um, with the with with, with the hair. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. With so that, that's big. That's huge. That is, you want to well, talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So she has a technology that uh, she has technology that you can take a strand of hair, you send it in, and it'll tell you exactly. Um, the density, the pressure. The, the pressure, everything, and it'll tell you what's lacking and what products to use on it, what products is best for that hair texture. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. that's dope. Yeah. yeah. So I, we had a Zoom, I had a Zoom call with her last week. And okay. 
and there's she's linked up with one other school, so I'll probably be the second school that she'll link, be linking up with. And I think that's going to change the game because there's also they also have an app right. where the students will be able to use the app and and do all that testing. Right? So, Ain't that crazy? Yeah, that's, no, that's really a game changer for real. It is. <laughs> right. So I mean, that right there was surprising to me because I'm thinking like, man, artificial intelligence in our industry, because most people don't think about the STEM, the science, right. the technology, right. the engineering, right. and the mathematics to take in cutting hair. Right. And so and so with that technology, Maya Vana. Yes. So my, with that technology, imagine, so like there was at one point something came out called African, um, what's it called? African something. There's a product line that came out, African something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it had the whole African dashiki stuff on the front. Y'all seen this stuff in there. It's probably still out. Mm-hmm. Africa something. Can't remember the full name. At any rate, that stuff was 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 making people bald. So oh, wow. a, a client of mine went, lost all his hair using it. Mm-hmm. And then when he researched, he's like, this ain't even made by black people, it's made by white people. <laughs> he was pissed. You know what I mean? So imagine how. Like barbers may be like, oh, you know, that's for that's for cosmetologists. No, what up? What if you use that technology on your clients and you figure out a product that's going to help their hair stay healthier longer? So right, and you, sell it to them. Yeah, sell it to them, and now you can prolong, you know, balding, prolong alopecia, you know, uh, it, you know, disorders of the scalp, you know, when we yes. talk about dandruff and things of that nature. So there's that's a lot that can be done for barbers, and I'm glad that she leaned into us. And I, right. I missed that call last week, but I'm glad she leaned into us because now we can bring that to the barber game oh, and let them know game, game how that works. Yeah, how to and how to benefit us instead of us looking at like, uh, that's for girls. Like, nah, no. That's for everybody. It's gonna make your life easier. I don't know how many times yes. about people coming in the shop and they like, man, you know anything that can help me with, you know, help my hair, hair grow or yeah. like. Yeah. Like make my hair not dry. And I'm like, I try to recommend them some stuff, but you know, that's only from personal use. Like I don't really know. This like is really a know. Game like actually, changer. I can't yeah. wait to team up. So with imagine, so imagine cutting his hair, taking the little snippets, sending that to the lab. Lab sends you back the results on a on a on a computer or through the app. These yes. are the product. This is what the hair uh is lacking. This is what you use to get it back to health, and this is what you continue to use to make sure it's healthy and balanced. Like that's great. And then you crazy. get and you get that information to your client, that makes you more valuable to them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, man, I can only go to him to get this service. Now you can mm-hmm. give him a whole process service once a month or once every other week. You know, like these are extra services we add on, but we have to have that mindset. Open of, up, be open. I'm gonna put out to get into this service, but it's gonna yield me returns in the back end. And it's gonna make your relationship with your client that much stronger. Barbara back in the medical industry. I mean, but yeah. also, um, I saw another um, AI intelligence stuff. I was with Thomas in Georgia one time, and mm-hmm. this this professor from Michigan State came on, and he was talking about AI, how it's helping students do designs. Mm-hmm. So they was coming up with an app where it traces the design for you, and you can take the application, show you where to put your trimmers wow. to do the desired design. That's crazy. And most people want, I mean, that's an extra $15, $20 on top of the haircut. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's teaching you how to do these things. Yes. And so AI is getting, crazy. changing the game big. It changed the game to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. AI is changing yeah. the game. 
Yes, sir. As long as they ain't taking our job, I'm good. Bro. Oh no, nah, no, nah. nah, they, they can't do that. Nah, they, they can't. Do. They can't be nice like that. No, <laughs> I mean, like, you still gotta have that person to person relationship yeah. as a boss. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you still gotta be able to recommend stuff. But it's just gonna make you help you do your job a little bit more efficient, efficient, and a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You build a relationship, and then product sales is one of the biggest money makers in our industry that a lot of barbers miss out on. Yes. So with this Myvana um, AI intelligence thing, it's gonna help you. Pick the correct shampoo, the corrective conditioner, yeah. the corrective whatever for your client. And, yeah. and scientifically knowing that, hey, at this price, this is what it is that's going to help you get your desired results. Right. Weren't they working on a mirror where you can see like different hairstyles on yourself in the mirror? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought I heard about something like that. Uh-huh. Where no, like like if you look in the mirror and it, and you can select different hairstyles just to see what it looks like. Really, your head. that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I went to a hair show. I went to BarberCon one year, the first year they had it, and I was like a little off put that they and actually and at another hair show too that they had a little booth space for this group that was selling self cut kits, and I was like, that's the dumbest. Shit ever. Yeah. <laughs> Part of my French. You know what I mean? But like, no, we got to be real. Promote, we got to be real. Yeah. Why would you promote self-cutting amongst a group of Bar- barbers? Yeah. Why does it make no damn sense to me? I know you want to fill boot space up, but sometimes you can't take certain money. Yeah, like, you I shouldn't, can't promote you shouldn't, you shouldn't, people cutting their own hair. You shouldn't even take that bread. You, you can't take that bread. You can't <laughs> take that bread, but they're just trying to sell space. But look, man, that ain't a good product to put on the floor. Like no. you're trying to, you're trying to eliminate my job. For sure, we should. I tell my client, you can do it yourself. No, y'all should have went around that booth <laughs> and just like yo know, teamed up into like a a chain link. Like yo, you gotta move, you gotta leave, dude. I mean, also, that might be job security. I encourage my clients to try to cut their own hair because they gonna come to me to fix it. I think it's. I'm gonna think it made made them for like barbers. I would think because a lot of barbers try to cut their own hair. I would think that's I mean, just me. You, if but, you're in the shop, have somebody else cut you. Yeah, know, but you know, some people, you know how some people are. We just picky. And just, have somebody else cut you. When yeah. you're a barber, you don't even get picky no more. When you're a barber, I, I don't think mm-hmm. you 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 leave that pickiness alone when you're because you got clients who've been picky who was yeah. on your nerves. You're yeah. like, man. Especially when you're an educator yeah, as well. Especially, yeah. you're, not, I mean, you're not gonna stress another barber about your hair. Yeah. There's no better feeling than sitting down just getting a haircut though for me. Man. Right. Yeah, I still love, I got baldy. I still love my son cuts my body, man. I love, I love sitting down, man, just resting. It's something about sitting in the chair and getting your haircut, man. It's- you actually learn to appreciate it more once you become a barber. It's like, yeah, because yeah, I actually yeah. I didn't understand why because I used to always oh man, this dude's taxes. Right. And then I got to when I became a barber, it's like oh, it makes sense because you have so much more stuff you got to buy and like. It, there's a lot that goes into barber and do besides just cutting hair. It is. Just, so I have a want, so I have a funny story for y'all. Uh, so there was a guy in Atlanta who came out with this. Um, it was shea butter and something else infused, but it was like hair lotion. And so he was selling the hair lotion, and it was going in, eh, going all right. So one year he comes with the hair lotion and the sponge. Yeah, he uses the sponge in front of everybody. Like, hey, you put the lotion in. Used the sponge and curls the hair up, and we're like, "Damn, where you come up with that from?" He's like, "One day my kids was in the uh, was in the tub, and they were just playing with sponges, and they was, you know, using on their hair." And I looked at how it was curling the hair up. So then he starts selling the the <laughs> he starts selling that with the sponge, the sponge with the uh, with the hair lotion. After uh-huh. a while, people don't want the lotion; they want the sponge. That's where so, the sponge came from. That's where the sponge came from. That's bro. wild. That's, that's crazy. where the sponge came from. So after a while, we, we, what did we find out? 
really it was the same sponge you get out the out of our auto zone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then people were just buying sponges and that eliminated him. You know what I mean? So everybody oh, got to buy a sponge. Then they come out with this tennis racket. But that's how things happen. Like you come out with one idea and you're like, let me use this to help that, to push that. And they say, you know, that ain't the real product. The real product they want is the sponge. They don't care about the lotion. Yeah, but He was yeah. never able to capitalize on the sponge. But once yeah. it gets out there and people get wind of it, you better be. You better have some licensing on it and all that. If not, you lose it. But that's where the sponge came from. Real talk. Wow, that's crazy. That's and we crazy. and we watched it blow up. And then people come to us like, you know, the sponge. I'm like, man, can just go to AutoZone and buy a sponge, man. <laughs> <laughs> In prison, they, they use the bar soap. Like, go to AutoZone and get the, the the sponge that you wash the car with, man. That's the same thing he's. They're like, for yeah. real. Yeah, <laughs> put the glove on because they got the glove now. Oh yeah, they got the glove yeah. too. Yeah, tennis racket. I got the tennis racket, but I think I would think the sponge still covers it better than than the racket, in my opinion. Right. Oh, the sponge does better than the racket. Yeah, I think it's my. That's yeah. just me. Maybe I have to use some type of static. I think. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. But Wands, but what what do you think about the podcast? When 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 I when I hit you up and said so, I I, I hit him up um, a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, Wands, I want you to come on the podcast. He's like, I'm in Brazil. I was like, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, what you doing down there? And I'm like, man, I'm happy. I'm like, it just it's just good when you hear like barbers doing that thing on different mm-hmm. levels on different continents. That makes you feel proud of the industry. Absolutely. But when I but when I hit you, what was it going through your mind about coming on the podcast? I loved it, man. I loved it. I loved it. I love it. I love talking about barbering. You know, you're a really intelligent brother. You you really have your head on straight. So I know I'm not going to get on here talking on garbage. Like I see guys doing lives and I'm like, there's no way I could be on here with y'all. There's no way. There's just no way. Guys be talking right. dumb on lives. Like, you know, yo man, I got this book. And you don't want to talk to clients. I got this lantern in the back of the book. You put that on the back of your chair. Like, really, I'm going to put a lantern in the back of the chair to talk to my clients. Hey, right. but, but if you can sell that, I don't, right. I'm don't. i not begrudging you. I'm I just can't be on a call with you talking serious talk about helping people. Right. And you bringing this, this, this product to the table that I think is inferior. But that's just the way I think. You know what I mean? I mean but if it for works sure. for people and you can sell it, go on and get it. You know, you got Shammy Wild, My Pillow. I mean, this stuff people are <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Big, 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 <laughs> you know, big, but, big. but when you, us having that conversation that night in New York and you say you want me to get on your podcast, I absolutely would love to get on it because you guys are absolutely intelligent. You're talking about real stuff. You're not talking this hokey pokey kind of pooky kind of conversation about the industry. We're talking about real deal, how to help, help people. people be successful and how to better ourselves. And like you said, you may tell me something about your life that may be like, damn, why well, I never thought about that. I might, I might look into that. Like I'm yes. talking about going to Brazil and speaking another language. Somebody might have always had a dream of like, man, I'm always wanted to go to Spain and and maybe live in Spain and speak Spanish. You know what I mean? Right. So like, you see somebody else doing it, you like that might motivate someone else to do something else. Um, one of the guys that we're cool with named Rashi, he um works out of Miami. He's a Q. He's a Q. Went went to college, graduated. Um, is a Q also frat fraternity and uh he was cutting the black eyed peas when they were when they were hot cut many celebrities he cut um he cuts um crump the lawyer right now yes and uh he has a shop in haiti in a hotel looking to open up another one and looking to go over africa to open up a barber's a barber shop so you know his story is is motivation for me you know 
to so normally go, I can go to Brazil and do some business. Because when I went, it wasn't it wasn't all fun and games. I actually went and applied for my social security number there, my what they call CPF. So now I can do business in Brazil. So I'm looking to expand myself. But if it's not for other examples, you may think it's kind of far off, but it's really not. And and that's big, you know, because the importance of people telling their experiences. Yes. Because so many people in this industry, when they start, they just get dormant. And that's why I think they get frustrated because their whole thought process is I have to be behind this chair. Yeah. And they started counting their money. If I do 25, then I raised my price to $50 yeah. a head. Could I do eight a day? This is whatever amount of money and mm-hmm. thinking that's what it's about. But it's so much more. The relationships that we make, the friends that you will make. Absolutely. And just building those relationships could help you elevate to so much more than just sitting behind a chair. Right, exactly. And so it was funny because, as we were saying, the industry changes. So I'm watching now how the hair shows are going away from independent educators and more so leaning in towards the companies that have their own educators. So yes. now we're giving more Andy's um, classroom time. They're giving out, you know, Babeless and all them. They're giving them all the classroom time. All right, cool. But that conversation we had in New York, now Thomas and I are talking about how can we put education together and come down there and educate? How can right. we go to other places in the country and educate? So these are the these are the, the the moments that the industry is changing and people are trying to figure things out. And then we're trying to figure it out together instead of by ourselves. You know what I mean? Right. So that's, that's crucial that I even that I, I, I agreed to join that panel, that I was able to come to that party. Because if not, I'll be sitting here like, Dang, man, uh, the industry's moved away from us. They phased this out. And there's nothing that's sure. No, there's something else. There's people making moves. We just got to join that crowd. But if I'm not in the right position to hear the opportunity or to make that conversation, then I'll be dead in the water. So I tell people three of the um, biggest things that happened to me this year, right, um, where things just started like I went to Asheville at this Black Wall Street function. Mm. Then I went to um, IBS. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the OG's um, barber conference in Greenville, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And those three things just, it, it was just a combination of just building with brothers mm-hmm. who have that same mindset. Mm-hmm. And it was instrumental because some things clicked. Yes. You know, because people don't understand the importance of just being around good people that you could automatically just vibe with right. and see and see that it's no... No wavy lines. It's not right. no BS coming at you. It's just some real right. brothers talking, trying to enhance industry. Right. Because if you don't do those things, you get dormant, like you said. You just get stuck right. in that that mold where you are, and you're not growing. Right. You know, I, th- I think what happens, like when I look at the younger generation, everybody wants to be that solo singer, superstar, Chris Brown kind of. Yeah, Barbara, for the right? likes. They do it for the likes. For get, like, get there first. Right. But everybody wants to be the superstar, but as you get older and more mature. You realize number one, the responsibility of being that number one person, that star. Mm-hmm. So for me, I don't have a problem playing the background. So sure. if I could push Craig up front before me, I'm pushing Craig up front. You Craig, <laughs> you, you got that. You know, a lot of heat. You're gonna you be the first one through the door. A lot of heat. A lot of heat come with that number one spot. You know what I mean? Sure. It's better. It's better for me to be a background singer. I'm in the back. Two stepping, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Easy to be in back. It's easy to be in background, but being up front. And sometimes you're a natural leader. You don't. You can't hide in the back, right? Okay. But when you put yourself in a room full of these people, you realize that people just want to see everybody win. And I don't yes. care if you have more success than me, because that's what that's what God intended it to be. 
And then, but I may have more success over here doing something else. And that's just the way it is. And when you, and as you said, you put yourself in these rooms and you realize like everybody here just wants to see everybody win. And And I don't, I don't care if I win or I I don't care if I get something out of it. I just want to see you be successful. I'm on your podcast. It's not for myself. It's to help not only, you know, your podcast, but to help other people that watch your podcast. And this is touching touching multiple people in the world. I hope this inspires someone else in the world. And because that's what it's about. Um, And I could just look back and just say, man, I remember, man, I remember when Craig and I was small, man, and I was doing that. (laughs) Now they got millions of hundreds of thousands of views. They popping. I can't even get on no more. You know what I mean? (laughs) We got Daisy next week. That's what we hope for, that you got so many people beyond you grow so big that you may not have time for me anymore. But that's cool. And I wouldn't take that as a slight because I want to see you win. And so that's what I realized getting older, and I think, a lot of things that we've gone through, even like George Floyd and the pandemic, I think a lot of brothers are realizing like we gotta sew into one another, but we're looking for each other. We're looking yes, for yeah. the ones that we can trust, not the mother guys. So when we find like minds, we sew into each other. We and we, we know we can feel it, right? Yeah. Instantly. And Instantly. and we don't have anything in common that we can, you know, exit, you know, we can mess each other over. We don't you need know, no girls between us, ain't no money between us. So no. ain't no, no reason for us to stick a knife in each other's back. There should be no reason that at all. You know it, what I'm saying? But let's, it, you know, but you, you know, we, I, we've yes. experienced that in this, yes, in this industry, and, and, and especially with the teaching lane, we've experienced a lot of craziness. And so, yes. like you said, like talking to y'all, I was like, oh, these brothers are straight up. They, they real, they straight up. I can bang with them, but I met some people. I'm like, mm, nah, uh-uh. I ain't working with them. I can already mm-hmm. tell. Boy, got the ego. Yeah, they're moving he, too he, fast. And if, and if I get a little bit bigger than him, he gonna he gonna shut the train down. Nope, right. I ain't gonna get on it. <laughs> and we all can get there together. Nobody got to be in the front. We exactly. can all get there together. When we get there together, it's so much sweeter just to enjoy it. It is with somebody else. It is to build somebody up and bring them with you. But people have to have a, a mature mindset and, and also to a good upbringing. If you don't have that kind of upbringing, <laughs> you know, if you don't have a good upbringing, I was raised by good people, man. So I don't look oh. at things like. Uh, for myself, I look always look at it for the group, but not everybody's raised like that. Some people are raised to just you know go for themselves all the time. It's sad. Yep, yep. Yeah, it is, man. But appreciate that. I know with all good things, we can talk forever. Yes, we can. That's what this this podcast is about. But all good things gotta come to an end. But um, I appreciate you again coming on the podcast. Everybody who's been on the podcast have to come back again. Well, absolutely. You know I mean? Whenever y'all want me on, man, just let me know. Yeah, I'm gonna reach out to Craig. I'm gonna reach out to Craig pretty soon. Have him come up I'm probably next. Get, get the Craig morning. on here, and that yeah. is gonna be that's gonna be a lecture because he's passionate. You know, he's I know. very passionate. Good, good, good brother. Good, yes. good, good brother. But um, um, what's the last thing you want to say before we get off the podcast and tell people where you are, where they can find you, and if somebody in fear looking for a cut, where to stop? Okay, cool. I'll drop everything on. So what I would impart on everybody is you have to understand when you get into this industry is repetition and recognition. So until you have enough repetition, you won't be able to recognize how to attack going into hair. You also have to build your people skills. If you're not great at talking to people, you're going to have to learn how to talk to people. Basic things. Ask them how their day was. Ask them how their family's doing. Ask them questions about education or health. It's very simple. You could talk about LeBron James all damn day if you want to. You don't have to talk about politics. 
but you got to just ask some simple questions. How are you? How's your day? Where do you work? Simple things. It's not that hard. Uh, and like I said, it's a three to five year window. So don't get frustrated as part of the process. Don't let the process beat you. Stay with it. Stay with it. And as everyone on this podcast here today has said, when it clicks, you feel it, you know it, and everything goes moves upward from there. But also manage your success. Never get too, too ahead of yourself. Never think you're as good as you never think you're as good as the best haircut you've done, and you're never as worse, you're never as bad as the worst one you did. So right. just keep yourself humble, stay focused, and always try to learn and expand yourself. And lastly, my information is uh icon. No, I'm sorry, cut like a pro on Instagram. Also, iconic barber on Instagram is our educational side. And I'm in Philadelphia, 19 East Coast Lane, uh, Philadelphia PA 19144. My phone number is 215-966-7100. I do private education. I do, uh, I could do Zoom. Uh, I could show up to your salon and do it. We have various classes that we can do. One of my favorite is actually putting students or novices in a situation of having to deal with a client. So Craig will sit in the chair and act like he's the client and we'll have a student come up and be the, be the stylist of the barber. And we put them in a situation because we want people to understand how to, how to resolve conflicts in Simulate. the right way and defuse bombs, not, not inflate them, defuse them. And know sure. that, you know, they say the customer's always right. They're not, but you can make them feel right and still get you and still get your thing off too. For sure. Yep. 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 So Jordan, what you learned from this podcast and your last talk? A lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> J. Cole. I appreciate you so much, man. You're I really welcome. do uh, all the all the things that you said. And both of y'all too always learn from y'all all the time. So Jordan's uh, our third co-host. He always he... <laughs> great. Look. Good, good, good. But look, you, you stay young, Craig, by keeping the young guys around you, no man. Doubt. No doubt. You know, no doubt. Got, when I walk in shops and I see number old guys, I'm like, yeah. That's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> I got my twenty nine year old around me, so I'm 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 up on it. I can't do the dances. You know what I mean? <laughs> no doubt, Craig making me old. Uh, Being around him, yeah. hey man, just come <laughs> early. Yeah, man, what you pick up today? What you learn? What's your last words? We're in stride, man. We're in stride. We are. This thing's catching steam. We're getting guests, awesome guests, more and more often, and it's just a blessing to be a part of this thing. And you know, I feel like one day we're gonna wake up and we're gonna be on. We're going to have our own TV TV show. <laughs> you never know. You never That's know. One day at a time. That's the goal. Mitch is going to be the producer still. Think big. Think big. Think big. Yes, no doubt. No doubt. What you learned today? What you pick up today, man? I learned a lot, man. And, and, and especially my favorite thing about listening to people speak before the industry is what it is now. And it is, it is what it is now because of people like you and, and this brother here. And I'm just, I'm blessed to be in a circle where I can be around individuals like this to help me grow because I, I'm just trying to focus on my journey. But it's good to have people around that can that have been through it to to give me suggestions and, and hear their stories to help me, like he said, move when I gotta move. So it's a blessing to be on here. So I'm happy. It's important. I mean, it's it's always great to just hear people's stories and just build. I think one of the important things for people to realize is in this industry of ours, one of the key things is to build relationships. Yes. Build relationships. That's the biggest and, part. And everything else will come. Build 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 meaningful good relationships mm-hmm. not superficial and don't try to just get something from someone because people people will cipher that out people will see your true meaning they'll see if you're genuine or if you're fake so just be yourself you know yeah. and build meaningful relationships 
those things go a long way. That's a life lesson. That's yes. not just a part of that's, that's, that's a, yeah, that's relationships. Good. That's and, the main thing. And you know life. what? And, 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 and don't yield to temptation, man. Like, people come through like, you know what? You're a barber. You can, uh, you can sell this Amway stuff. You can sell this, this, that, and other. Like, you got people in your chair every day. People always try to get, use you for your clientele. Now they want you to sell a product. It seems sweet, but right. it's you're trying to cut hair, sell vitamins, and, and sell... <laughs> I had people Amway, funeral plots, um, um, vitamins. I mean, it's all kind of these these um, what do what they call pyramid schemes? And yeah, yeah. like, yo, you got the people, you can do it. Don't nah. don't don't give them to it. Don't give them to the guy. Like, don't, oh, I might have some, I might have this. You could get uh-huh. this for me. Sell it to the other boy for that. Don't even put your hands in it, man. Mm-hmm. Don't ruin mm-hmm. your life. Playing around, trying to make a quick dollar, just just stay focused. You can get it cutting hair. You can think of other things, ways to make money. Legitly, that 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 your why is in, and not someone else's why. For sure, for yeah. sure, that's big. That's big, yes, sir. But again, like I said, all good things gotta come to an end. Again, appreciate you, my brother. Appreciate you. Shout out to my guy Jordan Mi and. Barber call success. I yes, mean, we, we in stride, we moving. And holler at Craig, tell him hit him up. What's the other brother name with the brim? I forgot his name. Who was up there? Uh, from Syracuse? From Syracuse, who was Who's taking the pictures? Uh, I can't remember who that is right now, right off the top of my head. I can't remember who, who he was. Taking the, he was in the, 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 one of the pictures we took. Was it Kenny? Um, he had the brim, he was taking pictures one time. The, the, the guards can do some upstate New York. He's cutting upstate New York. I just can't remember off the top of my head. No, I got. I, I, I put his contact and I, I forgot. I can't. Yeah, I just. I'm yeah. just not. I'm just not remembering who that was at that time. I was we'll figure it out. And point him out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But I, I got a couple guys. I got a couple people that I could definitely recommend to get on. You know, oh, and I will definitely. Um, when y'all get this episode uh, up and running, send me the links. I'll post it on all my social media too. Corner. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. My guy, the engineer Mitch. He's a, He's the man behind the plan. He's gonna get that going. I think we do. We have about a week ahead, so we'll probably be like not this week, next week, Mitch. Yeah. Okay, so that's cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure I start posting it up anyway. I'll post. I'll post your podcast up and let them know. Iconic Barber's gonna be on there next week. Yes, Thank sir. You. Appreciate that. Yes, appreciate sir. the love. But we'll we'll wrap. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Again, shout out to all our listeners out there. Um, subscribe, share, and let someone know. Tell a friend. Um, tell a school. I, I think it's important for young barbers to get into this industry the right way. And the right way is only one way. Do things right. Yes, sir. Keep it clean. Keep it clean. Again, yes. Barber College Success brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy, JC. Crown Cuts Academy, Bristol. And Craig's Crown Cuts Downtown, JC. And my co-host himself. Am I Fields? Am I your barber on Instagram? And, and uh, Jordan Barr, the light barber. <laughs> Jay Baba on Instagram. Jay Baba. <laughs> and my guy, Juan's from Iconic. Yeah. Barber, appreciate you again. Spread the love. The Crown Cuts way is one way. Much love. Peace.